0: Stop. <laughs>
1: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Boochcast. This week's episode will feature a recap of the WWE Royal Rumble pay-per-view, which I saw on the WWE Network, which, by the way, you can have for a mere $9.99, and... I'm recording this after just getting back from uh, Desmond's house where we had yet another uh, WWE watch party. Uh, Desmond actually this time remembered to uh, you know host the show, and I went down there. and um, Overall, I had a decent time watching the show, but uh, I will admit I'm still a little pissed off about a couple of things. We were uh, supposed to shoot some scenes for my uh, documentary, and we were also supposed to go over our trip. Uh, to New Orleans, uh, but unfortunately, uh, everything just went to shit, uh, Stephen got to the, got to the house late, uh, Elvis was not able to make it, because he had to deal with some baby mama drama, and then by the time everybody got there, the pay-per-view was starting, so we had to watch the pay-per-view, and by the time the pay-per-view was over, everybody was so tired, they didn't want to film, so basically, I had a whole shoot plan that was a total bust, And everything on that end just went to shit. But the good news is we were able to see the pay-per-view. And now that I got a little bit of venting out of my system, I am ready to provide you guys with all the details. And uh, the Royal Rumble took place at the City of Brotherly Love philadelphia pennsylvania which is also the uh home of who we hope to be or at least who i hope to be uh the next super bowl champions the philadelphia eagles as well as the home of my extended Bucci family all tends to live in uh south philadelphia so shout out uh to my extended family my aunts my uncles my grandparents uh all you guys hopefully you're tuning into the show and uh the, show, you know, the Royal Rumble kicked off with the WWE Championship match which is shocking to me that this match was first I, don't, I can't recall a single moment in time where the WWE title match ever opened a pay per view and to be quite honest and frank with everybody I find this pretty disgusting I do I find this very very disgusting that the WWE Championship match is the opening match but In spite of that, I will say overall the match was uh, very well done. You know, all three of these guys are great in-ring competitors, so I expected nothing less from AJ Styles and Owens and Zayn except a really, really great match. I love the uh, the Frankensteiner that uh, AJ Styles hit on uh, Sami Zayn off the top rope, and of course Zayn going for the DDT. Uh, at one point, Owens comes in, but AJ hits an elbow to the face. AJ drops Zayn, puts Owens in the calf crusher. It looked like Owens was about to tap out, but Zayn broke it up. Like, these guys, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn throughout the match really worked well. Together as a tag team, you could tell that they had their hearts set on being co WWE champions and that that wasn't going to stand in their way. But of course, in the end, the re- uh, Owens runs into a super kick from AJ, runs in and super kicks AJ behind the ref's back. The ref turns around, sees AJ and Owens fighting, but doesn't seem to throw Owens out, even though he's not the legal man. AJ reverses a pop up powerbomb into a pin, rolls up Owens. The ref counts one, two, three. And even though Kevin Owens was not the legal man, AJ Styles was declared the winner and still the WWE champion. And. Obviously, that was the, even though the uh, the controversial finish was there, um, I did like the fact that AJ Styles still held on to the WWE Championship. Uh, obviously, you know, AJ Styles, it has to be the WWE Champion going into WrestleMania. Having a co-WWE Champions on the road to WrestleMania would make no sense. Because then, Owens and Zayn would have to either put that title on the line, a handicap match, or eventually end up fighting each other. If a raw superstar was to win the Royal Rumble, so it would have just been awkward and not make sense storyline-wise to have Owens and Zane be co-WWE champions. But because Kevin Owens is not the was not the legal man, it does lead to a rematch possibility opening up down the road at Fast for uh, Fastlane, which will be a SmackDown pay-per-view. So they got until they've got a month to figure this out. Uh, obviously, SmackDown Live uh, this coming Tuesday is going to be uh, one hell of a show and must-watch to find out the uh, ramifications of these actions. But like I said, uh, they've got a month to figure it out because Fastlane isn't until March 11th. And once March 11th rolls around, that's when things will get back on track and they'll be able to figure all of this out. But in the meantime, like I said, great match, great storytelling, great way to open the show, and of course backstage. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens immediately confront Shane McMahon about the finish of the match. They ask Shane repeatedly if he saw what just happened. And Shane just goes, yep, and walks off. Which I thought was great. Because obviously Shane McMahon doesn't want to lift a finger to help these two. He's been trying to get rid of these two. but There's a very strong chance that Daniel Bryan is going to have something to say about it on SmackDown Live. And there's a good chance this will continue to ease more tension between Shane and Daniel as this storyline continues to progress. And right now, I have no idea where this storyline is going, but it was a great opener for the show. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, a best two out of three falls match. The Usos put the titles on the line against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. And um, I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. Even though the in-ring wrestling was was okay, because both of these teams know how to wrestle, and they will definitely know how to wrestle as tag teams. So it was a great tag team match as far as basic tag team in-ring wrestling. But the finish was fucking horrible, or as Gator would call it, the shitty. I really didn't like the finish of this match, and it's for two reasons. One, the Usos retain the tag team titles, which makes no fucking sense to me at this point. I mean, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, you put these two together as a team. They have delivered, especially for the marks out there that like to base everything on in-ring performance and in-ring matches. These two, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, have stolen the show almost every time they have gotten into that ring as a tag team. Especially at Clash of Champions, they were in a fatal four-way tag team title match. They didn't win, but they stole the show. They had a rematch on SmackDown. Dominated. Stole the show. Had another match with them. Stole the show again. But yet they continued to lose and lose and lose. This was the perfect opportunity to let Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin shine as tag team champions and they fucked it up by letting the Usos win once again. Not only that, they had the Usos win two straight back-to-back falls. That's a burial right there if I ever saw one. Because it is very rare for a two out of three falls match to end in just for, with the first two falls and never going to the third one. Because usually this is how a two out of three falls match works. The first fall... And the third fall are the ones you pay the most attention to. The second fall you really don't need to pay. You don't really need to pay attention to because if the Usos win the first fall, it should have been natural. Chad and Shelton win the second one, then they go to the third, and we find out okay who's gonna win. But they let the Usos after a hard-fought battle legitimately win the first fall, which I was okay with. But then they do an inside cradle for a one-two-three and basically steal the win. And walked out with the titles. So at this point, Chad and Shelton have had multiple chances to get those belts. And they failed every time. So at this point, it's safe to say they're going back to the end of the line. Unless they're going to make that quick inside cradle lead them to another rematch. Which at this point... No one's going to believe they have a chance at winning anymore. The only reason I even thought these guys would win this time around is because it was a two out of three falls match. They added a special gimmick, and I thought the special gimmick was going to get them the win, but it turns out it did not, and it's done nothing but be disgraceful to the whole thing, because now, where do they go from here? At this point, you might as well just break this tag team up. That's all you can really do at this point. You might as well just break them up. When we get ready, I think that you should do what I what I was hoping they would do for the longest time. After WrestleMania, when we see another superstar shakeup, just send Chad Gable to Monday Night Raw. Put him on Raw. That's what you need to do. Send him to Monday Night Raw. Make Shelton Benjamin a single star. And put him on the road to becoming WWE champion. You let him win, you let him win some good matches for a few months. Then when money in the bank rolls around, he becomes the winner of the money in the bank for 2018. And then he cashes in the contract and he wins the WWE title. Not the universal title, the WWE Championship. And you put that belt on around Shelton's waist because that is a man who deserves to be WWE champion I know I say that all the time but I will continue to say it until I'm blue in the face because Shelton Benjamin deserves to be champion and this match was a disgrace it was garbage why put these two together as a tag team why bring back Shelton Benjamin if you're gonna make him job to the Usos I mean, look, I like the Usos, but they're already an established tag team. They don't need a dominant reign. They don't need the push. They don't need the rub. They already got the rub when they fought the New Age Outlaws. They've already been established as a top tag team in WWE in general, not just on SmackDown. So there's no reason for them to remain the tag team champions because now they've beaten everyone. At this point, the only people I could see beating the Usos for the tag team titles are either the Bludgeon Brothers or the Authors of Pain if they get called up to the main roster and end up going to SmackDown. Now, personally, I think the Authors of Pain are going to Monday Night Raw when they get called up. But if they end up going to SmackDown, they might beat the Usos and win the belts. But if not, then it's a good chance the Bludgeon Brothers... Are going to take those titles from them because the Blungeon brothers are the only tag team on smackdown that the usos hadn't faced they've beaten the fashion police they've beaten the new day they've beaten well everyone else There's a few i'm sure there's a few other tag teams on smackdown but i can't think of them off the top of my head right now so who else is left for the usos to beat who else they've beaten them all The only thing I can see is the Usos getting the tag team titles taken off of them, being stripped of the belts, and going to Monday Night Raw. That's the only thing I can see happening at this point. Because what else are you going to have to do with the Usos? I feel like, you know, once you've had a team beat everybody in their division, then at that point they're just stale. And they're going to get stagnant with their title reign because now they've beaten everyone and the Usos are getting there. I know a lot of people are saying that it's too soon for me to say that, but that's how few tag teams we have on the roster to where it doesn't make sense to do this. So, like I said, this this finish was not pleasing to me. And then, on that note, we have the we have the next match of the evening, the Men's Royal Rumble match. And this match was interesting to say the least. First of all, I was shocked this wasn't the main event of the evening, the men's Royal Rumble. I was very, 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 very shocked. I was. I was in a state of shock that this happened so early. In, that this happened about an hour into the show. This match happened, and I was very shocked. And of course, Rusev entered at number one. Finn Balor was number two. Three was Rhino. Four was Baron Corbin. Five was Heath Slater. Six was Elias. 7 was Andrade Cien Almas, 8 was Bray Wyatt, 9 was Big E, 10 was originally Ty Dillinger, but Sami Zayn stole his spot because Owens and Zayn attacked him backstage, which I thought was fucking stupid, then Sheamus entered the Rumble and got, and got eliminated very, very quickly, uh, then we had Xavier Woods, then we had Apollo Crews, then Shinsuke Nakamura, then Cesaro, then Kofi Kingston, then Jinder Mahal, then Seth Rollins, then Woken Matt Hardy, Then John Cena. Then we had the Hurricane, which was a big shocker. You know, stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Then Aiden English entered the Rumble. Then we had Adam Cole, baby. Then we had Randy Orton. Then Titus O'Neil. Then The Miz. Then Rey Mysterio, which that blew the roof off the place. Nobody expected Rey to come back. Then Roman Reigns. Then Goldust. And then the biggest shocker, number 30, Dolph Ziggler returned and when Ziggler showed up at number 30 almost everyone thought he was going to win the match and then we had the orders of elimination uh Baron Corbin eliminated Rhino, Finn Balor eliminated Baron Corbin Heath Slater eliminated Sheamus very quickly which was a big shocker Bray Wyatt eliminated Heath Slater uh Nakamura threw out Sami Zayn Cesaro took out Apollo Cruz Jinder took out Xavier Jinder took out then he took out Big E, then Seth Rollins took out Cesaro, then Kofi took out Jinder, Andrade Cien Almas took out Kofi Kingston, Uh, Ru- Matt and Bray eliminated Uh Rusev, and then Bray and Matt eliminated each other, did a double clothesline where they both fell out of the ring at the same time, then John Cena eliminated Elias, then Cena threw out the Hurricane, then Finn Balor threw out Aiden English, Randy Orton got rid of Andrade Cien Almas, thank you Randy. Uh, Rey Mysterio threw out Adam Cole, Roman got rid of Titus, Roman and Seth teamed up to take The Miz out, then Seth, then Roman Reigns eliminated Seth Rollins very quickly after that, Uh, Dolph Ziggler took out Goldust, Finn Balor took out Dolph Ziggler, Roman took out Randy Orton, Finn Balor took out Rey Mysterio, Cena took out Finn Balor, and then Nakamura eliminated Cena, and then Nakamura eliminated Roman Reigns. And Shinsuke Nakamura wins the 2018 Royal Rumble match. And then after the match, Renee Young gets in the interview with him and asks, now that he's won the Rumble, which champion does he want to face at WrestleMania? Brock Lesnar or AJ Styles? Nakamura answers AJ Styles, then poses on the corner and points to the WrestleMania sign. And I'm going to be straight up honest with everybody here. And I know a lot of people on the internet, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. I've already tweeted this. I've already Facebooked this. I'll say it proudly here on the Boochcast. I am pissed the fuck off that Shinsuke Nakamura won this match. I knew he was booked as one of the favorites to win. I am disgusted by this victory. And I'm going to tell you exactly why I am disgusted by this victory. Because Nakamura does not deserve To be the WWE champion. He does not deserve to fight. For the WWE title. And he sure as hell does not deserve. To main event. WrestleMania. Now I will say. That they have now implemented. At least this year. Because last year they didn't do this. This year they have now implemented. That if you win the Rumble. You get to decide. Which champion you want to face. You can choose Raw. Or you can choose Smackdown. So Nakamura chooses AJ Styles. Now, all the wrestling fans, all the wrestling marks, all the internet, every member of the internet community has been clamoring for a Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles match to happen at Mania. And I would be perfectly fine with that match if AJ Styles was still the United States champion. Back when Styles was the US champion, I would have preferred to see him and Nakamura fight over the u.s title because i am okay with nakamura being a mid card champion because he is a mid card wrestler he is not a main eventer okay every forget what you know about nakamura in japan he is a shell of his former self than what compared to what he was in japan okay whatever he was in Japan. He's phoning it in in WWE because he knows in WWE he doesn't have to be as hardcore or aggressive. He doesn't have to be the king of strong style like he was in Japan. He can work a softer style here in WWE because they're not as aggressive with their wrestling in the States as they are in Japan. I mean wrestling in America is hard hitting but in Japan it's even harder hitting. So he came here. Also, he is shit on the mic. He is garbage. Nakamura is nothing more than a glorified entrance. And the only reason the Marks even want to see this match is because they still have New Japan on the brain. They don't understand that the New Japan doesn't connect to the casual fans of America. Okay? Okay. Not everybody who watches WWE watches Japanese wrestling. Some of them probably did and don't even like it. So a match like this will only appease the marks. And I just hope it happens one time and it never happens again. And I pray to whatever God exists. That AJ Styles retains the WWE title. I do not want to see Shinsuke Nakamura as the WWE champion. It will be an absolute fucking disgrace if Shinsuke Nakamura has the WWE title around his waist. And I already know when I go to New Orleans, I am going to see this shit happen. I am going to see this match between Nakamura and AJ Styles and I will be watching very closely and I'm cheering for AJ Styles because if Shinsuke Nakamura leaves New Orleans with the WWE title, I know I'm going to be very pissed off on my way back to the hotel or the bed and breakfast or whatever it is we're staying because I have no idea where we're staying because we are supposed to figure all this shit out tonight. But because my fr- because my two friends that I was with got lazy and another one couldn't make it for family reasons, which I respect, I have no idea where I'm staying. But whatever hotel or bed and breakfast we're staying in New Orleans, I'm going to be a pouty son of a bitch all the way back to that hotel. I am going to be on the car ride home. I'll probably be bitching some more. And I'm pretty sure when I recap WrestleMania here on the Boochcast, I'll be a bitchy son of a bitch there too. Because I am not happy that Shinsuke Nakamura is the winner of the Royal Rumble. Because Nakamura does not deserve to be a world champion. He is not worthy of that title. And I can guarantee you he is going to get extremely exposed after that match with AJ Styles. Because yes, they'll probably tear the house down at Mania which at the end of the day is all that matters to, to internet marks. They just want to see a great match. They just want to see the flippy-dippy no-sell bullshit that they're used to seeing in Japan and in Ring of Honor. That's all they want to see. They don't care about storylines. They don't care about promos. They don't care about this guy can't talk. They just care, oh, look at all the moves he can do. And that's what makes it sad to watch wrestling today when shit like this is considered cool. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And the only reason Nakamura even got a pop was because he eliminated John Cena and Roman Reigns as the last two people. And because they clamor for AJ Styles. I just hope it's a one and done match and it never darkens my TV screen again. Like I said, I'm not happy about this match. And on that note... We move on to the next match of the evening for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus Sheamus and Cesaro. And once again, we saw some pretty good tag team wrestling. Although I will admit, most of the good tag team wrestling was from Sheamus and Cesaro. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan just did not connect well as a team. Um, at one point, um, we get to the end of the match. Uh, Rollins knocks down Cesaro, hits a frog splash off the top rope onto both guys. Jordan finally tags himself in, but as soon as he steps in the ring, he starts really selling the head injury, and then he tags Rollins back in. Rollins is exhausted, but he gets in the ring while Jordan sits on the ring steps, selling a concussion that he got earlier in the match. Rollins hits Cesaro, but then Sheamus boots him in the face. They follow up with the double white noise, and they get a one- Two, three, the winners of the match, Sheamus and Cesaro. And I can honestly say right now, after watching this, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan are done. I think it's safe to say they're not going to be invoking their rematch clause. And if they do, it's only going to be because Jason Jordan invokes the rematch clause because the fact that he got tagged in and then immediately tagged back in Seth Rollins who was exhausted and Carrying most of the match. That's not good at all. That is insane That is not gonna do that is not gonna bode well for this tag team So I definitely see Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan breaking up very soon and I'm pretty sure That hopefully Dean Ambrose will be able to make a return. If anything, I hope he returns tonight on Monday Night Raw and then Dean and Seth go for that rematch. That's what I like to see. I like to see Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose go for that rematch and have the two of them become the Raw Tag Team Champions. They get their titles back. That way, when Roman goes for the Universal title, that way they'll have all the Raw belts by the end of WrestleMania. Because now that Roman Reigns has not won the Royal Rumble, I think that Ro- I think an Elimination Chamber, which is the next pay-per-view, and it's a Raw pay-per-view, I think they're going to have an Elimination... Now, now that we know the SmackDown WWE title match is set, there's a Universal title match that still needs to be set for Mania. So I think the Elimination Chamber, they're going to have six guys in the chamber. Roman's going to be one of them. And the winner of that match is going to face Lesnar at WrestleMania. I think Roman Reigns is going to win the Elimination Chamber match. And then he will get that title shot against Brock Lesnar. That's what I think is going to happen. So I think Rollins and Ambrose need to get their tag belts back. And I think Elimination Chamber is the best place to do that. So I'm hoping that this is the end of Rollins and Jordan as a team because Jason Jordan, as great as he is, he's just not connecting with the fans. He's not. He's not getting it done as a singles wrestler. He's not getting it done teaming with Seth. The crowd simply doesn't like him, and the whole Kurt Angles as his father is not working out. So here's what I think needs to happen. They need to split up Gable and Benjamin, bring Gable back to Raw put him and Jason Jordan back together as American Alpha, and at some point have Kurt Angle come in as their manager and we have an American Alpha 2.0 scenario. That's what needs to happen. Gable and Jordan need to get back together because as American Alpha, they worked well together as a tag team. They had better chemistry in the ring and they were just better. Even though as American Alpha... They were having a hard time connecting on SmackDown. The bottom line with the audience, the bottom line is they're better together than they are separate. It's just not working. They want it to work, but it just isn't going to work. It's boring the audience to death, and it's not helping Jason Jordan, who's actually a nice guy. He's actually a hardworking guy. He's just stuck in a gimmick that's not over, and that's what's sad. It's sad when you got a really nice guy who genuinely works hard and is not a douchebag but just sucks at the current storyline that they're in. You know, that's why it's hard for me sometimes to harp on Jason Jordan, you know. If Jason Jordan was an was an asshole, I had no problem harping on him. I'd have no problem ripping him apart. I'm not ashamed to rip somebody apart if they're a genuine dickhead. But because these guys are not genuine dickheads, I'm not wor- I I I can't I can't really harp on him too much. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar defends the gold against Braun Strowman and Kane. To be honest with you guys, this match was everything I thought it was going to be. The only thing about this match that shocked me was the fact that there were wooden tables brought into the ring. That's really the only shocker. I knew the announced table was going to come into play. I knew this was going to be a stiff, hard-hitting, brutal match, and it was. Strowman hitting a stiff knee to Lesnar's head. And then Lesnar giving him a receipt in the form of a very stiff punch to the side of his head. Then Kane and Lesnar start going at it. Lesnar goes outside. You know, Strowman, you know, at one point, Strowman tries to, you know, put Brock through a table. But Brock counters it, hits an F5, sends Strowman through the table, flips the, ta- flips the second table over on top of Strowman. Kane then choke slams Lesnar through another table, like, these guys just beat the shit out of each other with everything to get their hands on, hitting every move that they possibly could, until finally, at one point, you know, Strowman did a power slam to Lesnar, putting him through the a wooden table in the ring, Kane broke that up, which was good, instead of Lesnar just kicking out, but... After everything that went down, you know, Strowman's on the apron, Lesnar knocks him off, hits an F5 on on Kane where he lands on the steel chair. Lesnar covers Kane. One, two, three, you're winner of the match and still Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Again, this did not shock me, ladies and gentlemen. I knew Brock Lesnar was going to win this match and I knew that Kane was going to eat the pin. That was pretty much the only reason... Kane was brought into this match and that is sad because with Lesnar and Kane, you could have told a really great story, but instead you just threw in Braun Strowman and had three big muscle-bound monkeys beating the shit out of each other just to give Strowman something to do and just... You know, try to entertain the fans because apparently Lesnar fighting people one on one doesn't build enough suspense. He has to be in triple threat matches or fatal four way matches for things to be even remotely entertaining, and that's what I fucking hate. This is the third time Strowman got in the match, and then of course, as he's celebrating, Strowman gets on the gets back in the ring and goes, "You never beat me! You never beat me!" And I'm like. Jesus Christ, I hope this doesn't lead to another Strowman-Lesnar thing. Get Braun Strowman out of the equation. Put him somewhere else. In fact, right now the rumor I'm hearing is that Braun Strowman is supposed to face The Miz for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. I hope that's true. Because if it's true, Strowman will win that title. Because apparently The Miz is Supposed to drop the title at Mania so he can, so that, and then he's going to be written off TV so he can be home for the birth of his child. Because by that time, Maurice will be giving birth to their baby girl. And they just found out that, you know, that obviously. You know, The Miz talked about Maurice being pregnant and that fact. And then they brought up on social media that they're having a baby girl. And, of course, the uh, one of the season finales of Total Divas is where Miz finds out about the pregnancy and how happy he is to find out that he's going to be a dad. And uh, honest, honestly, you know, um, as much as I hate and despise The Miz, you know, I'm not going to say anything negative about, you know, him having a child because I'm, I'm not gonna say anything bad about the child because I I am sure the child I'm hoping all I do is I hope that the child doesn't grow up to have the same arrogant attitude that his parent that her parents have. I hope that she Ms. raises her daughter to be a better human being than he is because I know most parents do that. They try to say, look, you know, that you give them all the good qualities you have and take get and try to dispense with the bad. So, you know, obviously, I I wish Maurice the best of luck, and I hope the baby is healthy. But um, I'm hearing that's why The Miz will be written off TV soon. Then I'm sure eventually, when he comes back, uh, Braun will probably lose the Intercontinental title to somebody else, and The Miz will probably take the belt back at some point. He'll probably tie Chris Jericho's record of nine Intercontinental titles. But I know that The Miz will be Intercontinental Champion for now, and... He'll eventually drop that belt, hopefully, at Mania. So that'll give Braun Strowman something to do. And then Lesnar can focus on Roman Reigns. And they can settle the score. Roman can win the Universal title. And Brock can go away. That's what I'm hoping for. As far as Kane goes, he might as well just retire at this point and go back to running for mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Because at this point... What else is left for Kane to do? Nothing. There's no reason to build him up anymore. There's no reason for him to have a story anymore. You had a chance to build a credible story with him, and you flushed it down the. WWE flushed it down the toilet. So waste of time this was. All right, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will now move on to the main event of the evening: the Women's Royal Rumble match, and. I, I, I found it laughable that this was the main event. And I know that there was only two reasons why this was the main event. First of all, they were hyping up the fact that it's the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. And I know Stephanie McMahon, which is why they put her on commentary, was going to shove down our throats how historic, how historic this is. When at the end of the day, it's just another battle royal that the women are participating in. It's just a battle royal with Royal Rumble rules. And like I said, the women have had so many battle royals that they have been in that battle royals were part of the problem in the women's division. So it's hard for me to get excited about the Royal Rumble. Now, all the other firsts they've had, it was easy for me to get excited over. The last women's standing match. The uh, the first ever women's hardcore match. False Count Anywhere match. First time they main-invented in Raw. The first time they had a Hell in a Cell match. The Money in the Bank ladder match. Those were fun to watch. Well, except for the finish of the Money in the Bank match, but whatever. My point is, those were historic because they were things women haven't done before. This is women having a battle royal. It's been done so many times before. Also, the fact that Maria Menudos was the ring announcer... For this match. Was fucking disgraceful. When they announced this during the pre-show. I wanted to throw up. I wanted to throw up. And here's why. Lillian Garcia. Who I know is still in the good graces of WWE. Because she was on Raw. For the tw- for the Raw 25th anniversary show. Which I'm going to be talking a little bit more about. On next week's show. I'm going to be doing double recaps. Uh, of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and Impact Wrestling. I'll also be discussing TakeOver Philadelphia on next week's show. I'll be getting into more details about all those. My point is, Lillian Garcia was at the Raw 25th anniversary. So I know for a fact that Lillian Garcia is still in the good graces of WWE. And with with everything Lillian Garcia has done for the WWE, the, the fact that she has been, not only for a long time, their only female ring announcer, but the best female ring announcer in the whole damn business and yes i am including melissa santos from lucha underground the fact that lillian garcia with the history and the lineage she has in wrestling ring announcing was not the ring announcer for the women's royal rumble match is disgusting now don't get me wrong i like maria menudos i saw her wrestle in miami i thought she did a great job you know, in the ring, I know she has a love for WWE, I know she respects WWE, and I know that she respects the wrestling business, so I don't hate Maria Menudos as a person, but I'm sorry, Lillian Garcia should have been ring announcing this match, and Stephanie had no business being on commentary, Stephanie should have been one of the participants in the Royal Rumble match. Just for the simple fact that she is a a a women's a former women's champion. The fact that she's proved in 2014 she can still get it done in the ring. And the fact that she is considered a legend amongst the females. Because she's been with WWE literally her entire life. And has had a lot of great moments in the ring. So for Stephanie to not be in that match was also messed up. And it would have helped them fill up some easier spots since they had three women who couldn't be in the match. You had Alexa Bliss, who couldn't be in the match because she's the Raw Women's Champion. You had Charlotte, who couldn't be in the match because she's a SmackDown Women's Champion. And you've got Paige, who can't be in the match because she has a neck injury. So Stephanie should have stepped up to fill up one of those spots instead of sitting at commentary spewing all this liberal feminism PC bullshit about how this is so empowering for women. When again, it's a battle royal and we've seen it all before with the women. So the women come out and here's the order. We got Sasha Banks at number one, Becky Lynch at number two, Sarah Logan at number three, four was Mandy Rose, five was Lita, six was Kairi Same, seven was Tamina, eight was Dana Brooke, nine was Tori Wilson, 10 was Sonia Deville, 11 was Liv Morgan, 12 was Molly Holly, 13 was Lana. 14 was Michelle McCool. 15 was Ruby Riot. 16 was Vicky Guerrero. 17 was Carmella. 18 was Natalia. 19 was Kelly Kelly. 20 was Naomi. 21 was Jacqueline. 22 was Nia Jax. 23 was Ember Moon. 24th was Beth Phoenix. 25th was Asuka. 26 was Mickey James. 27 was Nikki Bella. 28 was Brie Bella. 29 was Bailey. And 30 was Trish Stratus. And first, Lita eliminated Mandy Rose. Then Lita eliminated Tamina. Then Becky Lynch eliminated Lena. Lita. Dana Brooke threw out Kari Sane. Tori Wilson eliminated Dana Brooke. Sonya Deville eliminated Tori Wilson. Molly Holly threw out Sarah Logan. Michelle McCool eliminated Sonya Deville. Michelle McCool eliminated Liv Morgan. Michelle McCool threw out Molly Holly. Michelle McCool... Throughout Lana, Vicky Guerrero got eliminated by Sasha, Becky, Michelle, and Ruby as she was in the ring going, Excuse me! And she's got the microphone and she just keeps yelling, Excuse me, as everybody is cheering and going nuts. Then she keeps saying, Excuse me, till they stop wrestling. Then she starts yelling at them. Then all of a sudden, they throw her out of the ring, which was hilarious. So great spot by Vicky Guerrero. Glad she came back. Natalia, got, throughout Michelle McCool, Ruby Riot got rid of Becky Lynch. Nia Jax clears the ring. She gets rid of Jacqueline, Kelly Kelly, and Ruby Riot, and Naomi. So she throws out a lot of people. Then Natalia throws out Beth Phoenix. Asuka eliminates Ember Moon. Nikki Bella throws out Carmella. Trish Stratus throws out Mickey James. And then Nikki, Bree, Trish, Bailey, Asuka, and Natalia all get rid of Nia Jax. Sasha then throws out Bailey. Another betrayal, just like uh, Roman did to Seth. Then Trish throws out Natalia. Sasha throws out Trish, the Bellas take out Sasha Banks, then Nikki throws out Brie, and then Asuka eliminates Nikki, so we have the also the Bella twins uh, turning on each other, and then Asuka eliminates Nikki Bella, and Asuka wins the Women's Royal Rumble, and to be quite honest, I'm not surprised. I knew Asuka was going to win. The only thing that surprised me was Molly Holly. And it was Molly Holly showing up in the Rumble. And also Ember Moon. I was not expecting Ember Moon. But I also love the fact that Ember Moon did a one-armed eclipse before being eliminated. And getting to showcase how good she is. And also, you know, Asuka winning was not a shocker to me. Uh, I knew Asuka was going to win. I called it. I called it many, 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 many times. Over and over and over again. I knew Asuka was going to win. I knew it. So, I wasn't shocked when she did. But what did shock me was after the match, Charlotte and Alexa Bliss both get in the ring on either side of Asuka. But before Asuka can pick which champion she wants to face, all of a sudden... Ronda Rousey comes out on the stage and they're pretty much showing her music. I don't know the exact name of the song, but I know it's one of those, like, you know, girl punk songs where it goes, I don't give a damn about my reputation. No, 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 I don't really know there's that song, but that's the song that plays. And then out comes Ronda Rousey. And she's got a Roddy Piper-like vibe to her. Like her name is spelled and a Roddy Piper logo. She's got a Ronda Rousey t-shirt on. She's got a black leather jacket. She walks to the ring. but she, And again, she's kind of got a female Roddy Piper-like attitude. So Ronda gets into the ring and then she points at the WrestleMania sign. She has a brief stare down with Charlotte. She goes to shake Asuka's hand. Asuka slaps her hand away. Rousey points the sign again, gets out of the ring, walks over to Stephanie McMahon, shakes her hand. Although Stephanie is very hesitant, she does still shake her hand, and then Rousey walks to the back, and that closes the show. Now, that was the biggest shocker of the night. Now, the main question everybody has is, why didn't Ronda Rousey debut inside the Royal Rumble? Why was she not one of the participants? And my guess is they probably wanted to make a real big shocker to close out the show. I guess they didn't want Ronda to get, they wouldn't want to risk Ronda getting hurt while getting thrown over the top rope. So they kind of kept her out of it. But here's what I think is going to happen I think Asuka's going to make her choice, and then Ronda's going to go with whoever asuka doesn't pick so i'm calling it right now i'm gonna make my prediction here i think asuka is gonna pick alexa bliss i think asuka is gonna face alexa bliss at wrestlemania and asuka is going to win the raw women's championship i'm calling it right now asuka wins the raw women's championship and then ronda Rousey is gonna find a way to challenge charlotte for the SmackDown title. And if she does get a shot at the SmackDown title. Then I believe Ronda Rousey will become the SmackDown Women's Champion. If she, if she faces Charlotte. She's losing that belt to Charlotte. Now there's also a possibility we could see Ronda lock up with Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania. Because remember people wanted to see that match three years ago. When Ronda stepped into the ring and got in Stephanie's face and almost broke her arm after she threw Triple H out of the ring. So, there's always that possibility of that mixed tag match happening. Could we see Triple H team up with Stephanie to take on Ronda Rousey and The Rock? That is a possibility. Or... We could just see Ronda and Stephanie lock up because there are rumors going around that Triple H is going to face Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. So I don't know how that's going to work. So I think if Ronda Rousey faces Charlotte at Mania, then Triple H will face Kurt Angle and everything will be okay. But I, a part of me wants to see Ronda and Steph go one-on-one, but a part of me feels like the only way that match would work is is if you made it a mixed tag match where Stephanie teamed up with Triple H and Ronda Rousey teamed up with The Rock. So if it doesn't happen this year, it could happen next year. I think at WrestleMania 35, they might build to that. So I think this year, we'll probably see Ronda Rousey face Charlotte. And then I think eventually that's going to lead to four horsewomen of WWE taking on the four horsewomen of UFC. Which I think will probably happen at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. You know, especially if Ronda Rousey was to go to Raw at some point. Then we could see the UFC girls go to Raw and then maybe team up there. Or they might do like a mixed thing or something. I don't know. It'll, it'll probably happen at SummerSlam, I think. They'll probably do a UFC versus WWE type of thing at SummerSlam in Brooklyn. We could see the Four Horsewomen of, you know, UFC taking on the Four Horsewomen of WWE. And if that's the case, then Shayna Baszler might get called to the main roster sooner rather than later, and then I think the other two UFC Horsewomen will probably come up with her as special attractions, assuming that the other Horsewomen are not signing with WWE. I don't know. But if the other two women aren't with WWE, they'll probably be brought in as special attractions to work with Ronda. And then I think Shayna Baszler around SummerSlam time might get called up to the main roster. She might be one of the call-ups come SummerSlam time. So she might not spend a whole lot of time in NXT. That's the vibe I'm getting from that. But I do believe that if at some point Rhonda and Stephanie do lock up, it should be in a mixed tag match. If not at this WrestleMania, then probably the next. So that's what I think is going to happen. So I'm pretty sure this year it's going to be Triple H and Kurt Angle one-on-one. And I think Triple H is going to go over. And then next year, when when they, if they do the mixed tag... Triple H and Stephanie versus Rock and Ronda, then I think if they, then I think one of two things is going to happen. Either if Triple H and Stephanie win, then I think Triple H is going to pin The Rock. And if Rock and Ronda win, then Ronda is going to pin or submit Stephanie. That's how I think is going to happen. Those are the only options I see happening. I think Ronda will win for her team or Triple H will win for his team. That way, if Rock eats the pin, it doesn't hurt Ronda Rousey. And if Stephanie taps out, it benefits Ronda. You know, because Ronda, Ronda would need the spotlight more than The Rock would. But after the pop they got at WrestleMania 31, that mixed tag match would be money. And the be- And by having a mixed tag match, it would be more motivational for The Rock to make an appearance at WrestleMania. Because then The Rock wouldn't have to wrestle quite as much and because Triple H is very old school in it's thinking him and Rock could work a match where it doesn't abuse their bodies too much they don't have to worry about injuring each other because those two have wrestled each other for so many years that they w- could work a match together and make it easy squeezy lemon peasy if they fought so there's so many different scenarios that could come out of Mania with the women's title match now and I think that you know, since the, men, the men's match was in the middle of the show, it made sense for Nakamura to just blurt out and say, I want AJ Styles. So if the women's going to close out, then the women's match should leave confu- some confusion. But if Ronda Rousey's coming back is truly in the WWE now, then it would only make sense for Asuka to go with Alexa Bliss it would only make sense for those two to lock up and let Charlotte and Ronda have their match for the women's title. And Ronda does something on SmackDown to earn that shot. But I think the question is, even though Ronda is signed to WWE, who did she sign with is the question. And I think that's what needs to be figured out at some point down the road. And if Ronda is, in fact, signed with SmackDown, then I think during the Superstar Shakeup. I think Sasha and Bayley need to come to SmackDown and put all the horsewomen together on one show. That'd be another way to do things. Shake things up. Send Sasha and Bayley to SmackDown live that way all the horsewomen are there and then Shayna can get called up, go to SmackDown. You bring the other two women in as an attraction, like I said, if they're not signed by the company. And then you've got your SummerSlam match right there. Because Shayna don't have to spend a lot of time in WWE, I mean NXT. Unless you plan on making her the NXT Women's Champion, she don't need to spend a lot of time down there. You know, she don't need to be there. Just let her let her rough some people up and then go to the main roster and call it a day. If anything, I think they should have kept her there until they could break a deal with Ronda Rousey because it's the four horsewoman of UFC and the four horsewoman of WWE, that's money. That's a money-making match. And Shayna Baszler is too big of a name to stay in NXT for too long anyway, especially with the, dominant, with the reign of dominance she's giving. So right now, I will say this. Even though I felt the uh, women's match was not... Royal Rumble in general is not all that interesting. Everything that's happened after this match has has is keeping me guessing and definitely making me want to tune in to Raw tonight and SmackDown tomorrow night to see just what the hell is going to happen next. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of the WWE Royal Rumble. I am so excited now because we are on the road to WrestleMania, and so far the road some ro- some trails are answered other trails are left to be discovered and i can't wait to discover them all right make sure you guys uh follow the booch cast we are on anchor spotify google podcast and iHeartRadio. pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also like us on facebook go to facebook.com slash the we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content Uh, Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Go to our YouTube channel. Check out all of our video content. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash TheBoochCast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be this Saturday, January the 28th. Or, ironically, the WWE Royal Rumble. That's right. Uh, this is obviously a classic review uh, that I did from a long time ago. But uh, the actual Royal Rumble for this year will take place on Saturday. And we will be having our watch party. So make sure you join us on twitch.tv slash theboochcast to find out who's going to win the Royal Rumbles. And who's going to main event each night of Wrestlemania. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, as well as our Boochcast booking battle and another special surprise. Also, you can uh, support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that fits within your budget. We have our basic level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. That's for anybody who wants to put a little skin in the game. We have our intermediate level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, our advanced level, which is for a mere $9.99, $10. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Everything sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So to that $99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike all elite wrestling, we actually care about our fans that are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make The cast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash The Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to give uh, Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny bucci a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the booch cast we'll talk to you guys next time until then
0: pizza baby well i see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye goodbye so long so long farewell farewell, farewell. adieu and you be good stay well bye bye keep warm relax and take care stay loose adieu volvia a la prochaine. goodbye T- T- till when we meet again